and welcome to the Blind Fury podcast with your host Kahurangi Ferguson Tibble. Raupona. Kore te fano, no mahuki mai ki te Blind Fury podcast. Uh, yeah, welcome along. I'd like to start this one off on a little bit of a different note, so a bit of a karakia. Okay, um, please grant me the serenity to stay calm throughout the NRL 2021 season. Grant me the knowledge of making sure that I choose the right players in my team after Teamless Tuesday today. Please grant me the ability to know which players to sell early, which players to purchase low and sell high so that I can increase my team value so that I can go on and win this season. Please grant me the grace to ensure that I am humble in my victories over my enemies on the fantasy world and grant us all wisdom to remind us that it is only a game. Thank you. Sorry, Fano. There's a bit of something funny and silly just for the beginning of my podcast today, which is, uh, yeah, welcome along to um, to Super uh, Super Coach Anonymous. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you're listening to this from overseas and not within New Zealand or Australia, Australia probably don't know what Super Coach is, but you may know what fantasy sports is and uh, Super Coach is the well, you know, for you can play other sports, but the sport that I do for fantasy sports is um, is NRL, so the National Rugby League, which is the Australian club competition in Australia, and um, just like many other um, many other sporting sort of fantasy leagues, uh, you know, NFL, NBA, it's just as uh, crazy and hectic as all those you know elsewhere in the world. But for myself here in Aotearoa, it's something that um, that I, I've sort of played it on and off in the past, but it wasn't until I moved to Gisborne and I met a couple of friends and Fenonga down there, and I jumped into a league with them that you know it's been a, essentially a part of my life for the last ten-ish years. I'd say yeah, ten-ish years I've been uh, playing Supercoach, um, uh, and it's you know it's. It's really addictive, and I guess that's why you know named this podcast Super Coach Anonymous, um, because of you know for from essentially this Thursday onwards for the next couple of months, you know um, a good chunk of my brain space is going to be taken up by this thing called Super Coach NRL. And uh, I guess for what I wanted to do is firstly just sort of uh, maybe explain it, you know. There's much to explain, but I think it's stock standard the the, um, the concept of fantasy sports around the world. But what I might want to talk about is why you know why a lot of people, I guess in particular men, are so engaged with this um, medium of um, of watching sport. Um, 
and I think there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of things that are pretty um, a whole bunch of things the reasons why people get involved in this um, uh, some being um, pretty you know obvious in terms of men wanting you know, especially men I know that there are wahine that play this, uh, you know, play this fantasy sport as well. But a good chunk of men, you know, are using it as a pissing contest, uh, you know. And um, also, there's the there's the um, the not the thing that I don't necessarily agree with is the you know the the private little gambling. Uh, and so, to my find out, you know who you are that do that sort of stuff. I'm just saying that's that's not what I do. So it's not a judgment. Uh, I, you know, I just don't want to participate in it. Uh, in, in terms of the gambling side of uh, of Supercoach, um, yeah, yeah, um, and then so yeah, there's the there's the pissing contest, which is you know got to do with you know bragging rights amongst your amongst your friends and family, uh, and then you've got your yeah your uh, the gambling side of it, which you know uh, does provide a level of um, you know uh, addictiveness to it as well, uh, and a chance of winning. You know people like to win. Uh, and then there's probably the side that I enjoy the most and that's the um, you know it helps me engage with all of the games over a weekend rather than just watching the teams that I that I support and I follow which is uh, you know just I'll chuck it in now you know I'm a very uh, hearty um, manly Seagulls fan from a long time back um, and I give, I know I give my mates a, a, a hard time around supporting the Warriors, but you know, I, I do, I do, I do like the Warriors. Um, I was fortunate enough to be uh, at the first game at uh, Ericsson Stadium uh, way back when, uh, when the Warriors played uh, the Broncos. I was um, for the first half, well, for, before the game, the first half, I was in one of the um, in the hot dog stands uh, doing doing a bit of mahi, but then I, I got to watch the second half, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So the, yeah, I guess most of the time, you know, the two games that I will watch over the weekend would definitely be the Manly game and, and the Warriors game. Yeah, but you know, when the, when Manly play the Warriors, I'm definitely rooting for the um, for the, for um, for the Seagulls. So uh, that's my team. That's my team for life until the day I die. But I haven't fortunate. I haven't been fortunate enough to. Uh, go to Brookvale over and watch a game at, at Brookvale, so uh, it's still uh, something to do, and then hopefully in the near future, pass uh, post-COVID. But back to Supercoach. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think you know there's all the you know um, when you know, I can only speak for you know the the experiences that I've had either online or in in person with other males when it comes to you know supporting teams and this this uh, Supercoach provides just another level of bravado amongst men you know um that you you know just like if you were to play sports against um uh, you know physical sports against somebody you know you wanting to put your skills uh, to the test against your competitor and you know i guess the desire is to come out on top now fantasy sports you know people will go oh you don't even play sports you know you don't even uh you know you're not even picking up the ball all you're doing is picking these players and getting you know these imaginary points and Whoever gets the most points wins, and I guess yeah, that, that's the point. It, any, any competition is competition, and it really feeds into the uh, into some of the psyche of that competitive nature. And, and I, I, you know, not just not just men, but women as well. And so that um, you know, fantasy sports um, 
like really um, digs deep into the psyche of, of people, you know, of that competitive nature. And obviously there's the physical side of it, but I guess you can think about it if, you know, for those of us who like um, pub quizzes or quiz nights, uh, you know, you're not doing any physical activity, but you are testing your brain and your and and you're making uh, you know you're making assessments of situations. So uh, very similar to um, I, I, well, probably not similar, maybe a little bit similar to uh, like the you know the you know um, horse racing or, or, or the um, greyhounds and stuff like that. It's not just you know it, you're trying you know when from what I understand and again I'm not a gambler but from what I understand of the big dogs who are who are a big um, you know um, bet on the horses. You know it's not just the record of the horse that they're looking at you know whether or not they're the best horse that they're going to put their money on. They're looking at environment. They're looking at um, you know the rider who's riding the horse. And you know who's the trainer of the horse the pedigree of those things and similarly with um, fantasy sports you're looking at um, who you know um, you're looking at a lot of stats so I guess this is uh, the competitiveness is um, partly um, about using your ability to sift through information and data to um, to help you make the best decision and put your best team on the field so that you can obtain the most amount of points now what would uh what would um, change your lineup on the team would be could be determined by you know this player kahurangi ferguson tibble is you know is a high scorer but it seems like over the course of his life uh he likes a dry track you know uh and that maybe when he when uh when he's playing for um for manly seagulls and he comes to new zealand to play in new zealand on a wet track um, the like, you know, he's he's always um, struggled to um, to put up points um, on a wet track. You know, it could be things like that, or um, that the you know the Warriors score really well through their forwards. You know, on average. So you're looking at averages, you're looking at um, points scored, um, you're looking at um, trends and. Um, that where particular players score um, score the most, um, who they over history have they scored a lot uh, in, against these um, against these opponents um, often, uh, and so yeah you're looking over yeah it's 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 pretty amazing and then there's other levels to it like, so there's the competitiveness of uh, of it and you know, it's the bragging rights part of it. I guess the gambling part of it is again I'm not really big on it. Um, you know my the the people that I sort of um, play this game with. You know they they know my stance and I'm I'm more interested in uh, in um, the mana of of it. You know um, that you know my bragging. I, I don't need somebody's mana. Uh, I don't need somebody's money money to uh, to say that I've beaten them or not. You know. The, the 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 scores on the board and that's enough for me and if I come out on top you know overall then that's enough for me uh, but not everyone's like that you know some people want uh, you know um, want a bit of coin on it um, you know for whatever reason they feel like it uh, makes it much more interesting for them and I guess uh, you know puts some pressure pressure on them that they've decided to put um, money uh, on the line. Um, and I guess just like with anything, you know, I like all the, um, you know, all those sayings when you're watching gambling advertising, you know, uh, bet responsibly. And I guess my, um, 
you know my only extra thing about that is you know um, I only bet with money that it's that's disposable with if I know um, you know if you've done your budgets with yourself or if you're in a relationship with your partner and stuff like that and you guys have um, budgeted in that you know there's X amounts of money that you know you have to splurge on on something that of your of your desire then hey kate pie um yeah you know just those are all my 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 suggestions is you know if you can budget it into your into your into your life then hey kayakwe um so yeah there's there's the gambling side of it uh, i don't yeah i probably won't go on too much about that because it's it's just not uh yeah it's just not what i what i do uh, and then there's the last part of it, which I sort of hearkened on before, and it's the stats and everything. It's the um, keeping and keeping interested in the whole game because um, in this fantasy game, you could, you know, and, and it's the mistakes that a lot of rookies make when they start um, fantasy sports, and that's um, choosing their team, you know, on your fa- you know on your favorite players or your favorite team. And it, that's a great introduction into the sport, into fantasy sports. But uh, uh, long term, it, w- it won't work out for you because, um, yeah, not every player uh, in your in, on in the in your favourite team in real world um, scores really well in fantasy. Um, yeah, just because they're amazing, uh, you know, amazing players uh, on you know in real life doesn't doesn't necessarily translate into scoring in the fantasy world. So. Um, sometimes you might end up choosing players there from teams that you can't even stand, and that's that, that rivalry stuff, eh? You know, like for me, I will give props to Melbourne if you listen to my sports and all program uh, podcast a couple of weeks back. You know, I, you know, it's such a, it's so hard to say that Melbourne deserve to win because ugh, I'm just not a Melbourne fan. But yet there's, uh, there's, you know, I don't know if there's a. Yeah, you know, at some point in the, in, in the year, there will be some Melbourne players in my team. I've had to take... Oh, I've got one Melbourne player in my team at the moment, yeah. Um, I did have two, but I had to take one out. But that's because I had to fit other players into my team. And um, so, yeah, you know, uh, and there's probably other teams that I'm not a real big fan about. as the Broncos, not a fan of the Broncos, not a fan of um, the Storm. Uh most other teams I sort of have a uh, you have a soft spot for um, because of players and, and generations and stuff like that. But yeah, you know the cool thing about with um, with fantasy is that I might not watch every eight all eight games of the weekend, but I am interested in what's the you know what's the results of those games, how do they kind of play out. So you know um, even if I catch another game outside of the Manly game or the Warriors game, you know I'm, I'm interested if I've got players playing in you know playing in that uh, in that game. Game, I'm, you know, I want to see that player do really, really well. You know, it might be, um, uh, you know, it might be Jordan, Jordan Ricky, uh, uh, Jordan Ricky, um, out of um, Brisbane, out of the Broncos, a team that I'm not really a fan of, but, you know, uh, he's in my team and uh, he's a young, up-and-coming, especially, you know, Maori um, player, which I'm always pro Maori. Um, Player and if he does well, then you know I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch how he goes in, in, in the game for the Broncos, because if he goes well, then hey, my team scores well, uh, and things like that. Uh, and then it's it's the strategy around making sure you know because uh, essentially you've got a salary cap and not, and not all teams are going to be the same because we all have different likes and and and, and such. You know, um, some people like 
to always have particular players in their team um, you know, starting off with their team um, and some people you know uh, have different opinions of who's going to score better than others so that's why this you know tonight we're on the doorstep of teamless Tuesday uh, I see that the Warriors have already released their team a few few little surprises in there are, um, for that team we might go through a little bit later but um, essentially it comes you know it comes down to you've got a salary cap and you've got to fit all your players um, 25 players under the salary cap so it's the seven your 17 starters plus your um, your um, what you call it um, eight bench eight bench players um, and they all have to fit under oh, I can't remember the, the salary cap right now off the top of my head um, so that makes it hard. That means you can't choose all the best players over, um, you know, from the beginning. But what I, what else makes it interesting is that, given uh, like people's price tags don't stay the same, and so their price goes um, up and down um, depending on how well they score. Um, so um, yeah, after the first three rounds, their averages are taken and then their prices are adjusted. So. Um, for one player that might have been really cheap to buy at the beginning, if they scored really, really well, their price will increase dramatically. Uh, if a player who was priced really, really high and had a shitty beginning to the to the season, then their price will decline dramatically. And so that benefits both sides, depending on how you've structured your side. You know, um, yeah, you you know, you always want to buy players at their lowest. Uh, because when they increase in price, that's essentially um, more resource, so you can go and trade out players, so you can trade in the best players. And by the end of the year, what you'll find is that all the main uh, top teams um, uh, would have, um, yeah, would would have similar players, except for maybe four, five, six players, and then that's where you get uh, this terminology called a pod. Um, yeah. Uh, a pod player uh, which is a point of difference a point of difference player that you know um, between me and one of my rivals we might have out of the 17 players playing we might have uh, 12 of the same players and that leaves five different uh, and that's where you where the you know where you re- either win or lose the game is on the on the five players that are different from each other but at the beginning of the season, what usually happens is that there's actually quite significant difference between all the players because, you know, you're at the beginning, you're wanting to take some risks. At the beginning, you're wanting to try and get on some of these players that no one else has got um, and, and get their points before other people jump onto them. And when everyone else jumps onto them at a high price, you know, the cool thing is, is you have the opportunity to either ride them out or sell them at a high price get onto another horse that might be um, starting to um, you know starting to fire because um, their their team is going to start playing some some of the weaker teams in the in the comp so other than that that's that's that final um, I will reveal my team so far but that's this is pre teamless Tuesday when the, all the um, all the teams uh, come out so um, I have Sorry, um, gone for in my hookers. I've gone for um, Brayley, and at the moment, Sim- uh, Brayley from the Knights and Simpkins from the Tigers. 
but I suspect that that Simpkins one will change to probably a little uh, yeah once I see the team list in my in my front row forwards I've gone Siosua uh, um, Tokayaho uh, and then uh, from the Roosters I've got I went I see a lot of teams are going for um, Welch from Melbourne um, I've gone Jack Hetherington as a point of difference uh, and hopefully a guy who's going to fire up um, yeah but there's a risk there because you know he's prone to being sent off the field so we'll see how that goes uh, then I've gotten GPs uh, so Spencer um, Lenu, Liu, yeah, I, I gotta look at those, um, yeah, those uh, names, and then, um, oh, the, oh, I'm Stefano, um, from the Tigers, uh, so they're two cheap um, props, and then in my second row forward, probably this is where the main change, because I do want to try and go heavy in here, and at the moment I've got Crichton, um, uh, Tino, uh, Crichton from the Roosters, Tino from the, um, Tino from the um, uh, from the Titans and oh, I think <coughs> I think I've got I've gone at I've gone um, uh, Tyson Frizzell in my uh, so it's my starting three uh, and then I've got uh, Jordan Ricky um, oh, Ryan James and oh remember my other one yeah I can't remember sorry if I know I've, I've pull, I need to pull that up but and then in my halves I've gone Cleary and Fo uh, Cleary from the Panthers Fogarty from the Titans and my 5-8 I've gone real cheap and I've gone um, Connor Watson from the Knights and oh who's my Connor Watson oh and um and Lachlan Lamb from the from the Roosters in my centers uh, this is i can't uh, i won't be able to remember all of these ones but just for the knowledge you know i've gone for one one gun um uh well semi-gun um, um center wing and that's uh, brian kelly from the titans uh, and then the, all the usual suspects in there that everyone else is grabbing um stains tessie new jason saab um uh simonson uh, Roberts, James Roberts, um, yeah, yeah, that, it's it's all the usual. Oh, I think um, I went, I've gone for Avarillo, uh from the from the Bulldogs in there as well, and then just like everyone else, because uh, there are player you know are, are structures that you do have to go with the crowd, and and one of them is with the fullback because they're such high scoring um, positions, and if you don't have those guys uh, like everyone else, you're you know, the potential of you being a hundred points behind everyone else is pretty significant. So, um, yeah, I did. I decided not to go pod in uh, in in, um, in the fullback. Um, before Chuboyevic went down, my uh, I had gone pod. I had I was um, Chuboyevic, and I was because of um, RTS's last year. I was going to go RTS, um, but I'm not now. I'm I'm going to follow the crowd and go Teddy and uh, Pappenhausen. Um, so that's that's my team at currently at the moment. So finally, I think um, looking for I'm gonna probably hopefully by the time I finish this uh, podcast I'm gonna flick over and see the um, see the team this Tuesday and um, yeah it should be should be all good and I'll start to explore those things um, have a read and have a listen to other people's podcasts. If you are looking for some good podcasts, I like um, 
uh, the NRL Super Coach um, Talk podcast. I like um, NR, uh, Super Coach Cha- NRL Super Coach Champions podcast and uh, the uh, NRL Super Coach NRL Whisperer, and then the Stock Standard um, Super Coach podcast uh, with. Um, with uh, Tom Sangster and the team from the Daily Telegraph, yeah, you know, um, th- those are probably for. I know that there's others out there, um, yeah, but those would be the four that I follow the most, um, yeah, and I enjoy. Um, so, the one that's my team, I'll probably try and post up my final team um, later. You know, once I maybe Thursday evening, I'll, I'll or Thursday afternoon, I'll check it out, check it up there. This is my final team to to run to run with. Um, yeah, I think, uh, oh, uh, targets that I'm going to look for uh, over the years, uh, Bradman Best in my backline, Brian Toto, um, I do think one of the, um, the par- Parramatta, uh, wingers is going to fire this year, uh, yeah, I would like Dylan Brown in my team, eventually I want, um, uh, Cameron Munster in my team. Um, I would, yeah, and obviously in the hooking department, where I'm weak as well as, you know, eventually moving to Harry Grant when he comes back from injury, um, and and Damian Cook, you know, but you know the season's long, and if you can try and make the moves, then you make the moves uh, to get all these players in. Um, anyway, I find out. Um, yeah, if you've ever, this is thought not too late to jump on the um, Super Coach bandwagon. Give it a go. It's quite a addic- oh, yeah, it's quite addictive. It keeps you interested in the game. So, give it a crack, Fano. Okay, Rapona.